Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 48, The Gift of Prayer, part 2. Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very happy member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in any circumstance, in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast today. Today, we are going to continue our discussion about prayer. Have you ever had your plans change? I know it is hard, especially for children, to understand a change of plans, especially when what they had been planning and hoping for has to be canceled or changed to another day. Even my students at school would express their big disapproval whenever there was a change of plans, telling me, hey, that's not fair. And I know they would always say, you promised, but I really made sure that I never would say the word promise while we were making plans. And then I would explain to them that even when we do make plans, plans can change. Change is hard, I think, for all of us. And it's interesting that one of the constant things in this life is going to be that there will always be change. The challenges we have when changes come into our lives are that sometimes we see change as a problem rather than an opportunity to learn and grow. We might not like change because we would rather stick to our everyday comfortable routine that we are used to instead of reaching for something that is unknown, or that we are unsure of. Change is hard because our human brains will tell us that we don't want to veer away from what we already know towards something that we don't know. We all make plans in our lives. We all set goals and we prepare for the future just as we should. And sometimes, in each of our lives, those plans can change. Sometimes what we had planned compared to the lesson plan our Heavenly Father has for our lives is not the same. In my own life, I have had many life plan changes, probably like you. One of the biggest was when my dear husband passed away, leaving me full of sadness and wondering what my life would now be. I remember asking questions about what I would do now. What did God need me to learn from this huge plan shift in my life? And I think this question probably more than anything else kept coming to my mind. What was I supposed to do with sadness in the middle of my plan for happiness? In the dictionary, change is defined as the act of making or becoming something different, 
And I love that definition of change. I love it, especially when I think of the plan that God has for each of our lives as He pushes us toward becoming something different. Today I want to share with you what I have learned through the plan changes in my life that have pushed my faith forward, have sent my prayers heavenward, and have indeed added light to every new day of my life. First, I have learned to trust in my Father in Heaven and His Son Jesus Christ and their plan for my life. In Psalms 37, we read, Trust in the Lord and do good, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Yes, that's definitely on my list of my most favorite scriptures. In the words of Mormon, we also read, And I do this for a wise purpose, according to the workings of the Spirit which is in me. And now I do not know all things, but the Lord knoweth all things which are to come. Wherefore, he worketh in me to do according to his will. God knows all things which are to come. He works in all of us according to His will. Our peace will come from belonging in the place we are placed in to understand all He has planned for us by His divine design, especially for us. I love my Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, and now as His student here on earth, I am learning to love Him unconditionally, which includes understanding His lesson plan might be different from my own, differentiated and individually designed for my life. As I also search more to understand the architect who designed it, I am learning courage to accept His will, courage to bend, courage to grow, and perhaps hardest of all some days, courage to move forward. So what do I do when I am given sadness right in the middle of my plan for happiness? I lean more on trusting God and His plan for me. I believe one of the biggest challenges we will all experience in this life will come when our life's expectations are unexpectedly not met. Number two, I have learned how to allow my prayers to move up in understanding from a level of wants and wishes to now fulfilling the divine purpose God has planned for me. In DNC 6, it says, Verily, I say unto thee, Blessed art thou for what thou hast done, 
for thou hast inquired of me, and behold, as often as thou hast inquired, thou hast received instruction of my spirit. If it had not been so, thou wouldst not have come to the place where thou art at this time. Our prayers will grow if we allow them from a level of earthly petition to appreciation to levels of adoration for a God who knows us and loves us and has a plan designed especially for each one of us. Every righteous prayer will be a blessing upon our head. In D&C 25.12, it says, For my soul delighteth in the song of the heart, yea, the song of the righteous is a prayer unto me, and it shall be answered with a blessing upon their heads. Elder Richard G. Scott taught about prayer. He said, quote, A key to improved prayer is to learn to ask the right questions. Consider changing from asking for the things you want to honestly seeking what He wants for you. Then as you learn His will, pay attention so that you will be led to have the strength to fulfill it. End quote. My prayers have changed. My prayer homework has increased my understanding of prayer, and my study of prayer has intensified. My charge now is to draw close enough to my Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, so that I will progress in my prayers to the point where my petitions will someday be according to His will. Sometimes when I no longer know what to say, I find myself praying to know what I should pray for. Somehow I am beginning to see more and more that my spiritual life is directly related to my prayers. Prayer is an expression of trust in God and an obvious trust in His plan. It seems that prayer and God's lesson plan for us go hand in hand. Number three, I have learned to better understand God's pattern of prayer. I love this scripture too. In D&C 78, it says, Verily I say unto you, Ye are little children, and ye have not yet understood how great blessings the Father hath in his own hands and prepared for you. And ye cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. And he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious, and the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold, even more. A favorite answer for me when prayers seemed to go unanswered came from a quote from President Spencer W. Kindle that I found a long time ago in a book, and I actually cut out the section from the book I was using and put it in my church bag next to my scripture so that I could save it. And I think you're going to love this. And this is from President Spencer W. Kimball. Quote, There are some who may become bitter when oft-repeated prayers seem unanswered. Some lose faith and turn sour when solemn administrations seem to go ignored. But 
if pain and sorrow and punishment immediately followed the doing of evil, no soul would repeat a misdeed. If joy and peace and reward were instantaneously given the doer of good, there could be no evil. All would do good, and not because of the righteousness of doing good. There would be no test of strength, no development of character, no growth of power, and the basic principle of the gospel, free agency, would be ended. End quote. Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, There will come a time when we will thank him for saying no to us with regard to some of our prayer petitions. God can distinguish between our surface needs, what we pray for most, and our deep, eternal needs. He can distinguish what we ask for today and place it in relationship to what we need for all eternity. He will bless us according to our everlasting good if we are righteous. End quote. Some of you already have had experiences in your life where you are grateful today for a time when an answer to your own prayer may have been a no. I wonder if it's not answers to our prayers we are in most need of, but what we need most is more trust in God's guarantee that eventual architectural happiness will be ours if we live righteously now. There indeed is more than this life. Number four, I have learned how to hold on and absolutely know that there will be a morning with a new dawn when every promise blessing will come. In Romans chapter 8 it says, But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Elder Holland once said, quote, Some blessings come soon, some blessings come late, and some don't even come until heaven. But for those who live the gospel of Jesus Christ, they will come. End quote. We prepare and make plans for our lives by setting goals and then planning for our future. Then we do everything in our power to make those plans happen. We work, we pray, we walk in His way. And if the plan our Heavenly Father has prepared for us is different from our own, then we ready ourselves to rebound with faithful resilience. For there will be plan changes that will get you down. And when plan changes come, the adversary wants you down. And he wants you to stay down. He would want you to give up on prayer. And especially, he wants you to give up on God's plan for you. Do not stay down. Do not be brought low through your sorrow. Hold on. Carry on. Hold aloft your colors and march to the glorious dawn. In Philippians, Paul taught, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. 
I know both how to be abased, and that means to be lowered or humbled. And I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Number five, I have learned to know that He is God and He is guiding my life for good because of His great love for me and His great love for my whole family. And with many studies of prayer, one thing I have learned is when the seemingly unanswered prayer comes, with a fervent, unmistakable reply of not yet. Then we see something very profound. After all you can do, after all your faith-filled prayers, after all your fasting and priesthood blessings and righteous living, after everything you can do, God sometimes will still answer no or not yet or wait a little longer. When that happens, in that very moment, you will know something precisely valuable is happening in your life along your very own designed pathway of happiness. For you then are experiencing firsthand the hand of God in His specific design for you in your life. His lesson plan seemingly materializing right before you. And that finally will give you the power to say, Okay, we're doing this. That's when your life changes. And that's when you will feel it begin to realign with what God's plan for you has been all along. Some days when we walk into a room and all around, our dreams for our lives seem to be shattered. What we didn't know then at that time was that Heavenly Father loves us enough to intervene on dreams, only so that He can put our lives back together and give us even a bigger dream, a better dream, His dream for our life. I know Heavenly Father knows me. He loves me. He trusts me. Our job is to know who He is and whose we are. And when we do, that will be enough. In Psalms 41 through 4, I've memorized this scripture. This is one of my scripture friends that I can take with me wherever I go. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. What is prayer? Prayer is a leaf of a tree turning upward to the sun's light to transform its rays into fuel that will feed us with energy for good. What is the main purpose of prayer? To align our will with God's will 
and to love and praise Him in every song we sing, perhaps even if we are asked to sing a new song. What do you do when prayers seem to go unanswered? You look forward with trust in a loving Heavenly Father who knows you and has prepared ahead of you a plan that will best bless you and will best bless your family, not just for this life, but for the life together as a family that will surely come. Why do some people seem to get the miracle they ask for in prayer, but not all? This is a quote from Elder Bednar. In answer to this question, he says, quote, I do not know why some people learn the lessons of eternity through trial and suffering, while others learn similar lessons through rescue and healing. I do not know all the reasons, all of the purposes, and I do not know the meaning of all things. But I do know the Eternal Father is the author of the plan of happiness. End quote. Your life is a gift. Your life has a plan and is uniquely and purposely planned for you and what you need to learn and become. Peace comes to you from knowing you have been placed in this exact orbit that has been planned for you to be in at this exact time he has planned for you to be in it. Having faith in Christ means having faith in and allowing his will to be done in our lives. Elder Bednar also said, quote, Ultimately, it does not matter whose hands are on our head. God's power does not change, and his will is made known to us individually and through his authorized servants. End quote. If I am more righteous and if I pray hard enough, can I change God's mind from what he wants to do to what I need? And again, Elder Bednar answers, quote, Righteousness and faith certainly are instrumental in healing the sick, the deaf, and the lame. If such healing accomplishes God's purposes and is in accordance with his will, thus, even if we have strong faith, Many mountains will not be moved, and not all of the sick and infirm will be healed. Are all prayers answered? Your prayers will grow, if you allow them, from a level of earthly petitions to appreciation, to levels of adoration for a God who knows us and loves us and has a plan designed especially for each of us. And because of his love and his concern for his children, every righteous prayer will be a blessing upon our head. Someday, I wonder if we will all remember when we first learned how to pray, kneeling at the side of a bed with a loving Father in heaven and his Son close by, perfectly patiently teaching us how. We might remember learning how to pray indeed at his hand, wrapped in the warmth of his love, close by as we kneel by a bed, perhaps in a night of our own distress and grief, perhaps searching for relief, 
And there, on your knees, in the private places of your heart, you learned how to talk to your Father in heaven and told him your deepest wants and the blessings you needed. I wonder if we will remember the feeling of love sent from him as peace began to grow in hearts, and we knew he was indeed there as his precious child. I wonder if we will remember sending petitions for peace sent on wings to him whose truth and faithfulness anxiously awaits to bless his children. Will you remember that quiet place inside your heart where only God can see? Do you remember the peace that entered in? Do you remember receiving strength for that day and light on your way? And do you remember you grew? Your faith and your testimony grew right in the middle of pain, right in the middle of struggle. You felt it again, God's love for you. And right in the middle of it, you learned more about how to pray. What are you doing in your life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look and find the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations, that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we're out to find the happy. Thanks for tuning in today and have a beautiful rest of your day and get ready to learn more, grow more, and become more every time you pray. Bye for now. See you next time.